1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hello and welcome to Thursday night's Clyde One at Super Scoreboard. It is Stephen Mill in for Gordon Duncan, who is away on his holidays, which apparently have been booked for quite some time, but I'm not entirely sure if I believe him or not. So it is going to be a heck of a show between now and eight o'clock. You do have a different host, and they thought, you know, it's your first time hosting Super Scoreboard, Stephen, so make sure we'll get two informed pundits. Unfortunately, Hugh Keevens and Mark Weedy couldn't make it. So Mark Wilson and Gordon DL join me in the studio tonight. How you doing, lads? All right? Yeah, I was just saying to Mark there, that Gordon Duncan's late cell going the yeah. last few <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, did, I did something, I did an interview uh, in place of Gordon Duncan about six months ago, and it was on film. And I had to say at the start, I mean, people will be watching this thinking, God, Gordon's let himself go oh. over the summer. <laughs> like, unbelievable. But no, he is away on his holidays, and I hope he has a nice, relaxing time while we deal with what's happened today. So, we will be chatting about Scotland and the race to become the new Hibs manager a little bit later on in the show as well, plus your chance to beat the pundit. But there is only one place to start. So, lads, picture this this morning. I wake up in my bed and I slept soundly. There was no problems whatsoever. And then I look at my phone and the screenshots I received were all of the Times front page, which says tax officials blamed for the downfall of Rangers. So my phone has been red hot all day because Gordon Duncan Mm. put a wee cheeky tweet earlier on as well. And the only people busier on social media today was that guy called John Lewis, who's nothing to do with John Lewis. And also the HMRC social media team as well, who tweeted out this morning, if you've got any general queries for us, we're here until 8pm. So Just the two pundits you need as well for this situation. (laughs) Me and Daz love tax cases so I can't wait to speak about it I got a two at standard grade accounting finance I knew it would come in handy at some stage but uh, I think we should probably get someone who knows a wee bit more so reporter Andrew McLean joins us in the studio just now uh, busy day Andrew Oh, it's been nice and quiet, you know. I think I think you probably could have hoped for a quieter first day in the Super Scoreboard hot seat. Yeah, I would have probably wanted something to be quieter. But listen, it's a big story. So, what is the latest? What actually happened today? In simple terms, so this all comes from a report in the Times this morning, where they claim that as much as fifty million pounds is set to be wiped from a tax bill owed by Rangers' old operating company. So, the report says the tax authorities have admitted they claimed too much money originally, which is now opening up a lot of new questions as you can imagine so the original figure they owed for the use of EBTs which I'm sure we all know by now they're using offshore accounts uh, to pay players and staff Rangers did that between 2001 and 2010 the original fee that was owed for the tax bill was £70 million that was part of an overall tax claim of £90 million but that figure looks as if it's going to be slashed with claims that the EBT part of it could fall as low as £20 million Right, okay, so that is it. We're talking a lot of money now, aren't we? So where do we go from here then? What does this mean going forward? Yeah, it's interesting because it's obviously, as I said, it'll raise a lot of questions. In the Times report, there's quotes from former Rangers chairman John McClelland. He says that if these were the original figures owed at the time, then the whole situation could have turned out differently uh, for the club. So Craig White was the man that obviously came in in 2011, bought the club for a pound. Administration then followed, liquidation then followed the next year, but... McClelland reckoned that if the tax bill stood at £20 million back then, then there would have been more parties interested in in buying and hypothetically that could have saved them from the financial turmoil, going down to 
the third division as well so Rangers have yet to comment on this so we don't know what their next move is but today I was speaking to John Cairns who was the head of tax at Liquidators BDO at the time and he says well he, he sort of echoes those comments from John McClelland he says that the, the financial meltdown could have been avoided if the tax figures were right at the time a report from the Times obviously saying that £50 million is set to be slashed off it Cairns says that it may have been easier to find a buyer if that was the case from the start Another bit of surprise to me is that all of the apparent liabilities due by Rangers Football Club, the main one being to HMRC, um, that there were, were insufficient assets to cover a, a fraction of it. But even if at the outset that the figure had been £20 million, um, if the liquidation had proceeded, I suspect that there wouldn't, well, there wouldn't have been enough money to, to pay out even £20 million and the other creditors. But I suppose at that level, maybe someone would have been willing to have put money in and stopped the, the liquidation occurring rather than uh, what actually happened. That's the one that uh, I, I suppose we might never know what might have happened in, in that circumstance. So, yes, I imagine a, a lot of Rangers fans will be uh, uh, talking about this and be quite annoyed that there may have been the possibility of liquidation not happening and coming out of administration So I was also asking John Cairns about you know how this has taken so long to come to light because it was you know back at, back in 2011 2012 while this was going on and, and he says he was shocked that this is only sort of coming to light now. Great surprise that the big tax case seemed to involve £70 million and we're now down to £20 million. so I'm re- really very surprised indeed that at the time the big tax case was on the go that someone didn't check the, the figures. If now the reality is it's, it's £20 million, there would have been a firm of accountants acting for uh, Rangers Football Club at the time and either they or someone in the club themselves would have looked at the figures, I, w- I would assume, that HMRC were producing and... Um, if it seemed at that time that the HMRC's figures were, were too high, they, they would have been discussed and negotiated and uh, arrived at, at the correct figure. And it, it actually surprises me as well that the correct figures being arrived at, I don't know, perhaps some six years after the, the event. So have we heard from any of the two players in this, either Rangers or HMRC themselves? Well, Rangers have yet to comment. We know that this doesn't affect the sort of current running of the club. It'll be interesting to see what what their next move is. I'm I'm assuming we haven't heard the last of this um, from them. As for HMRC, a spokesperson said, we don't want to comment on identifiable businesses. HMRC has always been clear that disguised remuneration is a form of tax avoidance. So that's all laid out. I hope you have a good show. And uh, yeah. <laughs> You're away for a well earned lie down. Thank you very much, Andrew, uh, for getting us up to speed. So, Gordon DL, it's uh, Groundhog Day. It's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this has been going on for so many years now. You were around on this show when it all broke back in the day, 2011, 2012. Geez, I mean, did you think that we were still going to be talking about this? No, I, th- I thought that was all uh, by now. And we're looking forward to. You know, the future and the season that we've got now and the way Rangers and Celtic are going about their business and then this pops its head up. But you've got to you've got to say that got to be a lot of questions and answers. Uh, we've got to get that, so there's no doubt. And be really interesting 
to hear what Rangers are going to, you know, what statement they're going to come out. They're obviously taking their time to this. Uh, the Rangers fans, I expect, will be up in arms. There's no doubt. Um, but as I say, there's a lot of still unanswered questions into this story. And obviously, the times have come out with it. Six years on, you're talking fifty million. Now we can't, we can't now look in and say, well, someone could have come in, or they'd have probably had a better opportunity coming in and and and, and taking uh, Rangers out of administration rather than getting into liquidation. So, I think the Rangers supporters today will be up in arms. But I think it's now we have got to sit. And be patient to see what the club actually come out and say about this. Yeah, we haven't heard for Rangers uh, from Rangers, you'd say, as yet, as Andrew said in his report. Uh, Mark Wilson, uh, what is your take on this? Well, look, I don't need to say that me and Daz aren't tax ex- experts, but I think we'll be like a lot of uh, punters out there who are reading these reports and scratching our heads and thinking, how could that be possible for an error that big to happen, you know, for uh, which is reported HMRC to get up that wrong. Now, especially if you're a Rangers fan, because Daz touched on it there, a £20 million, if that's your debt, is a lot different from, you know, £70 million. Mm-hmm. You know, any suitor coming in would have been scared off. £20 million is still a huge amount of money. However, you still could get somebody that's willing to take a gamble. So Rangers fans out there must be sitting thinking, where could our club have been for the past six years? That's that's another thing. Six years it's taken to come up. John Cairns just said that there with Andrew. Six years this is taken to come up. It's a strange thing. And another thing, if you're Rangers and you're going through that financial trouble and you're owing that amount of money, would there not be somebody there at Rangers that could have checked that at the time? Do mm-hmm. we really owe 70 million quid? Do we really? Can we check into that, please? Rather than just accepting that. That's yeah. just me. Just as I say, not tax experts. Just like a punter the, the on the street. Thing, the big thing for thinking. me in this story, Mark, is you know I went through all this. I was with Radio Clyde at the time, and uh, we went through this, and it was a terrible time for anybody connected with Rangers. Um, but it's taken six years now. Mm. Six years on. Um, the one, you know, we can, I can't stand here, nobody can stand here and say, well, someone would, could have come in and taken Rangers out of administration and, and paid the 20 million or whatever it may be and and taking Rangers forward. If that was the case, think of the people back then where I felt sorry for that lost their jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a lot of good people round about Rangers Football Club. They'd been there for years and, and, and given, you know, most of their life to the club. That ended up unemployed. Yeah, well, as we say, if Rangers do come out with a statement uh, between now and eight o'clock, you'll hear it here first. Uh, but as you would expect, the phone lines are right off. If you do want to get in touch, it's oh one four one nine five one one zero two five at Clyde SSB on Twitter as well. Let's go to the lines and take our first caller of the night. Say good evening to John from Paisley. How you doing, John? Good evening. Good evening, Gordon. Hi, John. Right. See, before we get any further, sorry, further. Taxman, we don't. The taxman doesn't owe us any money, right? Fifty million. We don't owe us that, right? Mm-hmm. What they've done is overestimated the tax bill for us, right? Gordon, you were talking about twenty million in debt, and it's, who's with me? Is it Mark? Yes, yes. Mark, see the twenty million. There is twenty million pounds still in the old code. It's now it's not been distributed, right, to people who owe money. So that twenty million still sitting there, right? So see a twenty million pound tax bill, mm-hmm. right? Nobody, nobody really has looked into this, is what Gordon says. But 
bottom line is, somebody should actually now be holding them accountable for it. Because there's honestly hard-working people at Rangers have lost their job. And Rangers were a test case. And they've not took any other club to task on it. We're the only club in the whole of Britain. Because it's meant to be Arsenal, Man United. Everybody else is meant to be doing EBTs. And we were the only club. We were easy pickings. And now, because of some sort of... Somebody can sit there and say, we've made a, a, a mistake six years down the line. And it's all just to forgot about. My personal opinion... We're answerable now. People should start looking and saying the SFA or what. You know, everybody should have looked into it more closely, including Rangers. Mm. Including Rangers, the people Rangers have looked into it more closely. Do you not think it'll be interesting to hear what the statement's going to uh, be from Rangers? Obviously... Well, I think Dave Dave King, he did say, the old coke coke can back out of... can get reborn. He did say that. He said that and he got mocked for it two years ago. Three years ago, he got mocked when he said that he could still, the old coke could come back out. And if it comes to through his position, that that tax bill, and he has got the position at the old coke, but the only problem you've got, who owns it? Who actually is, not meaning it's a bit of. I think, John, I think that's the thing. There are so many unanswered questions and, you know, it's all very hypothetical at the moment what will happen from now going forward. But John touched on it there and so did you, Gordon. There's real people involved in this. People did lose their jobs. Yeah. Um, as I say, I, I don't know, going back all those years, Stephen, uh, what would have happened, right? I can't answer that question. But I know, going through that period, having been at Rangers... Um, and knowing the people that were at Rangers working when even I was there and put their life and heart and soul into the club and because of the financial difficulties and, you know, businesses that were owed money and everything like that. But these people put so much into this football club and ended up paying the price. And now if they're sitting and they got the same as us, everybody gets up, the times have gone with this story. And if they're looking at that, you know, how do these people feel? Uh, yeah, but we've got to get answers to this. We can't just brush us under the carpet now. It's out in the open. It's out there. We're waiting for Rangers to come out and make the statement. And it'll be really interesting to see where they go with it for me. Definitely. Thank you very much for your call, John. Let's move on. Uh, Billy is on the line from Airdrie. Good evening, Billy. Welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. What's your, what's your point? Well, basically, I'm... I'm it's ridiculous what's been happening here with this, ter- this tax case. Surely if we didn't owe you know, that amount of money, we could have maybe have paid that back in the day. But I, I can agree with you, the last caller era. Um, I think we should maybe bring back the old co. In fact, I'd bring back the old co and keep the current co. And then that way we can get a double chance. Co-op. <laughs> 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 Great, great show, Billy. So, listen, Billy. As as we've been saying, there's a lot of hypotheticals around this situation. What's what's the big thing for you then, as a Rangers fan? uh, Do you see it as it's water under the bridge? We should move on and focus on the future. And what is an exciting title race this season? Lest we forget. That's what I say. We'll never forget what they've done to us. Where they've put us, having to go and travel to all the wee clubs and get through all that, and now they're taking fifty million pound off it. Ridiculous! Somebody's head's been in the block for that one. I, I, I think. I think. So, I think there'll be a lot of uh, heads in the block if um, you know this story 
uh, once everything unfolds and all the, everything comes out. But you're right, if this could have been avoided, it's not just the fact that Rangers going to all the... How much money did Rangers lose going down to third division? Uh, the, the thing that you've got to say that kept Rangers going was the supporters. Mm. The support were absolutely unbelievable. And uh, they, they, they followed Rangers to all these grounds and it benefited, they benefited Scottish football because the, the lower clubs, every single one of them, got a lot of money from Rangers, you know, uh, being in the lower divisions. But if this was the case, but I, I keep going back to, it's very early, it's very raw, Stephen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've not got all the answers. So we've really just got to wait till this unfolds to see where it takes us. Yeah, we will continue to take your calls after the break. It's 0141 951 1025. We'll get the latest on the roads with Amber next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Getting you full compensation is their goal. Talk to Thompson's.com. Yes, it's Clyde One Super Scoreboard with me, Stephen Miller. I'm in for Gordon Duncan. He's away on his holidays and he's picked a heck of a day to go on holiday because we are getting so many phone calls. 0141 951 1025 is the number if you want to get involved, just like James does in Paisley. And uh, James, what are your thoughts on this story today then? Hi, guys. How are you doing tonight? So, um, basically, we're talking about the 20 million, and obviously, as, as you say, and it's true, it is a hypothetical situation. We don't know what would have happened, but the fact is that for a, a club that's competing in Europe every other year or competing for titles, 20 million is a workable debt. Someone, or certainly more than one person, would have been in for, for the club. If it, obviously, you wouldn't buy an, an SPL club with a 90 million debt or a 70 million debt. You wouldn't make money on that, but with 20 million, guaranteed, other people would have been in. Yeah. Yeah, listen, I, I agree with that. Got a billion in debt. Man United's in for a billion, uh, and they're managing that debt. Twenty million, we would have been. It would have been absolutely fine. I do agree with that. I mean, for any potential suitor, I said at the start of the show coming in and seeing a seventy yeah. million debt for a Scottish club, you're you're scared off right away. No thanks. Yeah, Don't want a bit of that. Away, yeah. But you're right. Twenty million quid. We in a league where there's basically two teams uh, vying for European football. Is a workable debt Now that's the questions That a lot of Rangers fans Will be asking about just now And You know This will rumble on all night for us But Only one way it can be cleared up Is when Rangers Come out with a statement And I think A lot of The frustration Probably from Rangers fans Will be That there's no comment From HMRC And I don't know If we will Ever get a comment From them You know Regarding it I was was just about to say that I don't think they'll ever Have been played with this and that's and that's the frustrating thing is a Rangers fan, you must be thinking, well, who's accountable? And whoever is accountable, we want to hear why this has happened in some sort of punishment, retribution. But the thing is, it'll be kept in house. Um, yeah. So there'll be tons of frustration. It'll be interesting to see how Rangers deal with it. what they put out into the press and to their fans and how they explain it and what way they're going to go forward. Yeah, I do. I do agree with. I do agree with James. I think that if you look at going in at that time, and you know the the figures of seventy million uh, was was <laughs> nobody was going to come in and, and take over a club at that. Uh, Twenty million for a club the size of Rangers, the support they've got, European football, everything thrown in. Yeah, uh, as I say, we can't turn the clock back. We don't know what would have happened at that time, but. I would probably have thought that someone and people out there would be investing in a club like like Rangers Football Club. 
James, you want to come back in? Yeah, it was just trying to take care of, but I couldn't agree more with you, but it was just to say, like, when Walter Smith was in charge, when, um, and McLeish, the debt was coming down every year. I think Walter Smith, I think we almost halved it at one point with the European run. And, I mean, as I say, 20 million would have been a steal for a club like Rangers or Celtic or to come in, play European football, win titles, win cups. It was, I mean, that was a nothing debt, really. But, I mean, that's season, almost season ticket money for one season. Almost, maybe two. So I just think it's... You can't, we can't turn back the clock, as you say, but I just think there's been a, it's been a bit of a catastrophe. James, as a, as a, as a Rangers supporter, I guess this is an HMRC thing and a, a, a flaw by them. Do you, do you question why there wasn't somebody at Rangers that would have looked into it at the time as well? 100%, but I think there was a lot of shenanigans on at the time. I mean, yeah. the, the whole Craig White situation was an absolute disaster. I mean, again, that was, it was like the perfect storm. There was the HMR, uh, sorry, HMRC mistake plus Craig White. Asset stripping and things like that So I mean you just don't know Too much going on at the one time yeah. Or else, yeah they probably knew about it or they, I don't know But I mean Craig White was just He was just in for himself So I mean it's Yeah exactly I mean But somebody's Somebody's known something As you say There's, there's too many There's accountants Lawyers Everybody All these big clubs Someone's known something Yeah Thank you very much for your call, James. And uh, if you want to get involved, it is 0141-951-1025 and at Clyde SSB on Twitter as well. Let's go to Jim and Cardonald. And you're on Super Scoreboards with Gordon Dale and Mark Wilson. What's your point? Uh, good afternoon, gents. Uh, my, my point is, um, looking at Rangers, it's disgusting at this moment, being a Rangers fan, uh, that it was £70 million, and it's now it's £20 million. Uh, now, my point is, uh, if it was only £20 million, pounds, we'd all our assets walked out the door for free. The football players I'm talking about. And if it was only £20 million, pounds, uh, we could have sold them and avoided administration. Never mind liquidation. And I just thought, uh, that's a pile of what they thought of that one. Well, I, I was uh, I was on this programme many a night when this was happening. And I've got, I've got to say, um, until it really happened... Every time someone come in and told me more, because we had guys like Daryl King that was really involved in it at the time, and some of the, the, the stuff he was coming out with, I really couldn't believe. Uh, for a club the size of Rangers, everything to do with the club, being an ex-player, leaving school and going to the, a club and, and knowing what it is for supporters there. And then, you know, going through the, the years of this happening, and then Rangers having to get down to the lower divisions and work their way up, and um, now, after six years, when you think, you know, probably the most exciting times of Scottish football just now with Celtic and Rangers because it's back to the old, you know, Celtic listen for Rangers results, Rangers listen for Celtic results. Uh, that was sadly missed for me, the excitement of it. It's back now. Um, everything about it, the title race, the cup finals coming up. And then all of a sudden, this rears its head again. But I keep saying, it's come out today for us. We've not got all the answers here, Steve. Mm-hmm. We've not got all the answers. Nobody has at the moment in time. But I can understand if I was a Rangers supporter that had to travel up and down the this country and pay a lot of money in the third divisions to go and support my team and follow my team, and you wake up to this today, there's got to be a bitter pill to be swallowed there. And I think the Rangers fans have certainly swallowed that pill. Is that how you feel, Jim? Yeah, no, yeah, Gordon is absolutely right. Yeah, I to- totally agree with him. You know, um, 
if you remember when we into liquidation, you know, the Rangers fans were holding, you know, fundraising dances and all the rest of it to make 100 quid to keep the club going, you know. <laughs> it's actually amazing to think how, you know, it was six years ago when you think back on it. And based on some, you know, um, an error or by someone a fifty million pound error, we just can't get our head around it. You know, that's just that's my point. <laughs> I think I think the average man in the street. Sorry for burning. I think the average man in the street that really like us we're not tax experts. But when you read this and and you you think right, okay, how can this be missed and then brought up six years later? That's mm-hmm. that's where Rangers fans will. Be astonished by this news today. How has this been missed? How you're you're not talking about a million quid here. You're talking the the figures that are coming out from the Times, fifty million pounds. But we're now six years down the line. Mm-hmm. It's it's and as I say, yeah. I always go back to if 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 this is a case and you think back and say, well, if it was twenty million, someone come in. The people right now that's got my feelings, as I said, I knew a lot of great people around about that club that worked. Their socks off for it. That was their life, and they lost their jobs. Yeah, and by the way, just to clarify, thank you very much, Jim. By the way, and uh, we we have tried to get a number of tax experts on. Uh, we've certainly we've certainly sort of said ourselves we are not tax experts. We are mm. a football show, uh, but we, we we did try and get a few people on, and for various reasons that couldn't happen. Uh, but if you want to get involved, then please do so. It is zero one four one nine five one one zero two five. Now, I got you, and I know we keep going back to this, and you were there at the time when all this came out it must this must be like Groundhog Day because we, we thought this was and as I said at the top of the show we've got such an exciting title race this season mm-hmm. that this has all just been churned up again hasn't it? Yeah I couldn't believe it um, coming in driving in tonight I was thinking this takes me back to six years ago when you used to drive in here and absolutely <laughs> dread uh, super scoreboard And I love a Thursday night Because I'm usually very funny And Matt laughs at my stuff uh, But it's not a laughing matter For a lot of Get your tax questions in know, For Gordon everyone for, for, the, for the Rangers supporters out there It really is and, and coming in tonight I'm thinking This takes it back to The nights that we used to sit in here And as I said Stephen I was there when it happened In, in the studio and, I, and the guys that were tax experts And what they were saying and what, everything they were going through. And I was still like most of the Rangers fans. I'm thinking, how can this happen to a club that I was very fortunate to go right after school and sign professional and was there for three, four years? And I knew the size of the club, the supporters, worldwide, everything about it. How could this happen to Rangers Football Club? The same way I'd have been the same if it had been Celtic. Two massive fantastic football clubs in Scotland how can this happen to it and it did and it it, it was it, it took a lot of years for this for people to go over us and then when Rangers get back in and all of a sudden this season you're looking forward to the banter with Rangers and Celtic supporters about who's better and uh, their strikers who's better mm-hmm. Morelos or Edward we wake up this morning Bang, this lands in our desk. Back to this again. So, John is on the line from Clyde Bank. John, you are on Super Scoreboard. What's your point? Hello. Uh, I'd like to re- reiterate something I said eight years ago. Uh, eight years ago, when Rangers were being forced, and I do believe they were forced, and well, obviously they were forced because of a fictitious debt. I said that at the time. Three years prior, the previous three years before they sold to David uh, uh, White, 
Rangers went, their debt was £21 million to the Bank of Scotland. In these three years, they reduced the debt by £8 million while Lyon won in the league twice. So they did a brilliant business plan in the three years prior to being bit. The fans were shouting for David Murray to sell because they believed, and it wasn't 70 million people were talking about back then. Some papers and uh, news stories was 110 million at times it was getting quoted at. So the Rangers fans feared that the club would go into liquidation, which it never really went into liquidation. So I, I just question, Rangers wouldn't have been up for sale if it wasn't for this. David Murray would never have considered selling it. The fans wouldn't have been concerned about a tax debt if it was twenty million, and when you see twenty million, normally if there's a figure agreed and it's twenty million, you know the deals that are done, the bank will say, right, give us ten million up front, you know the bank the tax man will say, right, give us ten million, we'll call it quits. So it wouldn't have been the full twenty million. If it is actually twenty million, we're saying it's twenty million again. Don't forget it was advised by lawyers. This isn't David Murray's decision to ABT. He was advised by financial and morally it's incorrect. Morally you should pay your tax. I don't dispute that. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, he took legal advice to attract players that that would come to Scotland, that wouldn't normally come to Scotland, getting the money that they got. So that we, all he done was, and, and during the previous three years, he reduced the debt by £8 million to the bank. So we were winning leaks while we slashed the wage bill at Ibrooks by 50%. So the club wouldn't have been, never, it never went for sale. This idea that people would have come in and bought it, David Murray wouldn't have been selling it. He was only selling it because of the outcry of the hundred and ten million at the time. John, John, I can, I can, I, I can remember those sort of figures uh, sitting in the studio, and I really couldn't believe what I was hearing. Uh, the figures were getting branded about, as you say, was uh, that in in the region of that hundred and ten millions and whatever it may be, and that's where all the problems were coming from, and then obviously. Rangers, a club like the size of Rangers, David Murray selling it to Craig White for a pound, and we know what happened from there. Uh, but as I keep going back to what I'm really interested in now is what the, how the club's got to approach us. This is now up to the club to take the lead, come out, and let the support and everyone know exactly what their feelings are on it, Steve, and how they're going to move forward in this. Yeah, and as we've said before, if there is a statement out by Rangers, we will get it to you as soon as it happens, if it happens before 8 o'clock. Right, um, we've had enough tax chat for now. We are going to move on because there are many other topics to talk about. We're going to chat Scotland next. If you've got any opinions on that, then please give us a call. It's 0141 951 1025. We will return to the Rangers stuff a wee bit later on, but we do need to move on and talk about football, thankfully. And remember, Rangers and Celtic obviously going so well in the Europa League group stages. Celtic already qualified Rangers on the brink and Clyde 1 and Ladbrokes are with both sides home and away throughout the campaign to celebrate Clyde 1's coverage of Celtic and Rangers in Europe with Ladbrokes you can go to Clyde1.com for the chance to win a stunning home entertainment system so that would be not too shabby at all yes we'll be chatting Scotland next and we'll get the latest travel with Amber in a couple of minutes time as well Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors they play to win every time talk to Thompson's.com 
Gordon Duncan in the studio with Mark Wilson and Gordon DL. Welcome back to the show. It's Stephen Mill in for Gordon Duncan in the studio with Mark Wilson and Gordon DL. Right, let's move on and chat about Scotland then. Two big matches. Well, are they big matches? We'll have a wee chat about that. It's Cyprus on Saturday, 2pm kickoff, and then Kazakhstan rounds off what has been a pretty shocking campaign all round in terms of the group stages uh, not putting a finer point in it so um, well there's my question do these two games matter I know Andy Robertson and Ryan Fraser have you know got a lot of stick for pulling out McTominay and Cooper are injured and I think Robertson's got a wee niggly ankle injury mm. so What's your thoughts on the Marlowe? Well, I think they're still big for me um, Meaningless in terms of the group But in terms of where we're going in the playoffs I still think we're I still think we're looking for our, our best starting 11 We're looking for our best shape And I think these two games are useful In terms of preparing for that On the other side of it Andy Robertson Has played a lot of games He's got a hectic December coming up mm-hmm. So if he has got a niggle And he doesn't feel that he's 100% I can see what he's thinking It's unfortunate that we don't have our top players McTominay and, and Fraser as well But we should still have enough quality To go and win these games But it would be nice to just get some continuity Some some settled formation and starting lineup That you know come playoff time That works That worked in the previous two games The players have taken confidence from that And we can trust them getting into this game I don't think we're going to have that now I think it's just going to be a a bit of a mix and match And then come the playoffs We're going to be throwing guys At it again Because they're playing At the top level But they haven't played together yeah. So we're going with the same Kind of Formation And, and players again or, or or slightly different players If you like But We don't know if it's going to work It's not tried and tested We're just hoping There's also the other point as well That these two games We kind of need to finish Third in the group To keep our seeding Mm. up as well Because the lower our seeding falls We could finish Fifth in this group Which would be horrific And Mm. that would have a knock-on effect For draws further down the line Yeah, it's a mixed bag really Because it's important to Stevie Clark Because he's got to win games I know he's just in the door And he needs plenty of time But uh, Already some Scotland fans have made their mind up and saying, no, it was the wrong appointment after saying it was a great appointment. Um, the other way I look at it is, you know, I don't look towards March now. Uh, can you plan? Because your top players aren't there. So how can you plan uh, for the, the the next two games looking towards March? Because he's going to probably get into March and not work with Tierney in the mm-hmm. Scotland squad. Yeah, uh, You've got your, your probably your best one of your best players ever in Robertson out. McTominay is a big player out. Fraser, who's linked with a massive move to Liverpool out. So the nucleus of your squad's out. But where I think the positive now comes in is I think it gives the guys who have been sort of a sitting about playing very well for our clubs, like i.e. Ryan Jack, an opportunity to get in and, and stake a claim. And I, I would love to see Ryan Jack playing in the two game, not just one. Go and play the two. I think he deserves it on the forum because we know he knows what uh, McGregor can do in a Scotland shirt. Um, obviously, he knows what McGinn can do. So Ryan Jack's been excellent for Rangers since the beginning of the season. He deserves a chance. Now you look at a left back position. Our two best left backs, Tierney and Robertson's not there. Taylor. Going to Celtic One match he's played so far One match mm. It's maybe an opportunity To bring him in It's an opportunity Maybe to try the two Aberdeen centre-backs Together uh, As much as club Into international I know that You know Might not fancy Me personally I would give uh, Declan Gallagher a go I think mm. he's been Absolutely brilliant For Motherwell 
but he might look at that. So that's where his positives are for the players to get an opportunity to go and show the manager, yeah, I want in your thoughts here for March. But the negatives is he can't work towards March without without his top top players as informations, tactics. Where would where if you had Robertson Tierney, where would you play Tierney? Because you would probably play Robertson at left back. Would you play Tierney in front? Would you play him in the defence? Would because he's got to play because they're yeah. the two of your best players. So planning that way he can't, but the other way to give uh, players an opportunity he can. 0141-951-1025 if you want to have a chat about Scotland and then please give us a call Ollie Burke was in front of the media today and he was actually talking about the pullouts oh, not that one it was the wrong one so uh, he was talking about the pullouts yeah, I think it's very disappointing if a player is to pull out of a squad with maybe not being injured and maybe prioritising club level but I wouldn't see it as that I'd probably see it as there is games before we come away and sometimes you do pick up knocks in, in, in your last game and that is, that's what happens and sometimes it, it, um, it stops you from coming away. But um, yeah, it's, it's uh, unfortunate uh, that players um, uh, can't make the squad because of injuries and stuff, but that's part of football and we have to come together and the players that come in uh, and get called up uh, have to have to work hard and, and hopefully they can cement their spot and maybe that that leaves them out of the squad for a while because they've done so well that when they when players get brought up they they do well and uh, so it's not always a good thing if if you are to pull out uh, if if nothing is wrong. Holly Burke's a strange one, isn't he? He's Mystery. had a, such a strange career. Now, he was so highly rated when he was younger. Got that big move to Germany, RB Leipzig. The coach there basically says he's untrainable. He doesn't listen. And that's mm. why he was sold back to West Brom. He was on loan at Celtic last season. What was it, 19 appearances, four goals, something like that. He's on loan at Alaves in La Liga this season. He's been sub fast five games and only one assist so far this season. There, there's something not right with this lad for me. Um, the amount of moves he's had, uh, the money he's gone for. You're talking a lot, lots and lots of money. Mm-hmm. This guy has made himself a multi-millionaire without hardly playing football. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he come up to Scotland and I watched him uh, with Celtic, I thought, oh, here he goes. He's going to kickstart his career. I thought he started very well. He looked dangerous. Um, the the talking was. Does he play wider through the middle? He played through the middle and his pace looked very good. And then, bang, he's not even in the team back. He's been out and loan. Uh, he can't get a game with West Brom. Um, I, I, it's, a, it's, a, it's a modern day, though, isn't it? It's a modern day kind of youth I, player you coming through. Pay- See if you've got attributes, if you've got pace coming through, you'll, you'll get a chance. If you've got a bit of height and a bit of strength paired with that, people will pay money for you when you've yeah. not played a game it doesn't matter if you've got a football brain in your head or you can play a position or a number of positions people will take a gamble and pay big money for you coming through and that's what's happened to Ollie Burke you're right I mean there's something alright when you look at his CV you look at that and you go that's a that's a, a well-travelled player who's coming to the end of his career you go he's been at top clubs and he's been through and you look at his age and you go oh, hold on a minute he's still a young a young guy and Daz is right, he had the perfect opportunity at Celtic. Celtic were crying out for somebody with raw pace to play that position um, who could stretch teams, and he never did it. He's at 22 years old. 22 years old. Is, uh, uh, do, yeah. do you know something? I don't mind anybody in life earning as much money as possible. 
because it's a hard life and best of luck to them and footballers nowadays you look at Chelsea for instance the fines you know 20 grands and stuff yeah. like that showed you now I don't know if money has sort of a wasted this boy a little bit I've got to say because he seems to turn up at clubs he'll start off decent and then that's him he's gone there you, you say he's over in Spain how many appearances he made? Oh, it's like 11 appearances or something. Yeah. Right, two two and, starts, and, and I think, uh, seven yeah. or something off the bench. And he also started the last game, or the, the game before last, against Russia. He got hooked at half-time for Shankland. I think he had an injury, did he not? Was that not reported? He might have taken a knock in his back. Right, yeah, he did get a heavy challenge yeah. in that first half. Um, but, you know, he hadn't exactly set the header alight in again, that first half. Again, See the way he's not- gone, Mark. See the way he's gone. By the time he gets to roughly 25... He'll have run out of ideas and people will switch off from him. If he doesn't... See, he's still young. He's 22. He's got all the money in the world, right? If the penny drops, I think the boy has got something in his locker ability-wise. Yeah, attributes. Yeah. yeah, yes, he certainly has. And if the penny drops, and we've all been there, we've been stupid kids and you've got a couple of quid in your pocket, you fancy yourself... Away you go and you forget what's the most important thing is your football side of it. I think that's what's happened to Ali, uh, Ollie Burton now. And I think it's up to him to say, do you know what? I need to give something back to the game because he has got something to offer. But this moment in time, he's just going club to club to club to bench to bench to but bench. But the thing is though, he's 22, he's worked with some good managers mm-hmm. in that time. You know, and you, you quoted there a manager saying he's untrainable. You know, he came up here, he was under... You know, Brendan Rogers for a time, then Neil Lennon had a look. You know, he's even working international level with Steve Clark, who got the best out of probably a bunch of Kilmarnock players that were kind of on the downward spiral until he comes in and he, he puts ideas in their head and they take it on. If he can't take on ideas just now, you know, where does he go? But we're seeing this, and he's still in the Scotland squad. He's still probably. Uh, one or two that may play if you're going to play Shankland or him you don't know in that number nine role but does that kind of say more about Scotland yeah, than Ollie Burton well, well I, I guess so because we're we're pretty light in that but at the bare bones and, yeah. and, and you go I think I think like McBurney for instance everybody now can argue 20 million pound striker we've got is he, is he worth 20 million not in a million years would I have paid 20 million pound for, for McBurney but Burke's the same He's went for these big moves He's not in the Scotland squad Because of what he's doing in club football He's there because of Well he's he's moved for 15, 16 million He's been here, there He's at West Brom We're at the bare bones Bring him in As I say I think the boy needs a penalty drop And he needs to start concentrating And performing in football Because he has got ability Lots more Scotland chat Tomorrow on the show All the build up to the game On Saturday against Cyprus But it's time for this Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football Okay do you fancy your chances The meeting of minds Either Gordon DL Or Mark Wilson You'll be taking them on 0141 951 1025 is the number you have until the end of the news. If you fancy taking them on, give us a call right now. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation you deserve. When there's been foul play, talk to Thompson's.com. 
Hello and welcome, it is Thursday night and Super Scoreboard is on, we're live until 8 o'clock It's Stephen Mill in for Gordon Duncan, he's away on his holidays for the next couple of nights As we build up to the international weekend and there's a few other stuff on the agenda tonight as well But before we go any further Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Right lads, it's Gordon DL and Mark Wilson in the studio with me and on the line taking one of these guys on is Peter from East Kilbride. How are you doing, Peter? Oh, very well. How are you? I'm not too bad at all. Up to anything exciting tonight? Oh, just working the now. And what's he do? Up to have a call. All right, okay. No bother at all. Right, so that's fine. Right, who do you fancy taking on, Mark Wilson or Gordon DL? It's all down to the coin, though. Who, oh, do, you, who do you think you can beat, though? I think I would. No, I ain't got much fancy of Mark, to be honest. Oh, you know, you know, I'm in for Why, 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 why? Because I'm in for him. <laughs> You're in for him. Oh, I see total for him, aye. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, uh, Gordon, you are going to be heads, and Mark, you're going to be tails. So, Peter, it. you can call it heads or tails, mate. Tails. Tails. <laughs> Sometimes fails You're taking on Gordon tonight So okay. It's Peter versus Gordon Okay So uh, Do you who, who, do you who usually goes first with this? You, you can uh, Peter goes first No I'll go first if you right. want. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, You're trying this, this is Come like on, Stephen This is like when the substitute teacher's in <laughs> Of course I've been there This is like the substitute teacher You're just trying to wind me up now he obviously doesn't listen to us Okay Thursday. We will get uh, We will get Clyde too In your headphones Right that is good Take his headphones Aye Okay he's fine He's fine Right So Peter Are you ready Yep Ready You have 30 seconds on the clock And I'll just put his mic down And Your time Starts Now Scotland forward Ollie Burke Is currently on loan At which Spanish side Tel Vigo How many league goals Have St Mirren scored So far this season Twelve. Which ex-striker has today been appointed manager of Montreal Impact? Oh, there you go. Uh, no idea. Bad. Which side are currently top of Scottish League One? Uh, League One... Uh, From which side did Celtic sign Thomas Gravison? Yeah, my dad. We'll give him that one. We'll give him that yeah, one. Right. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. We are there. Oh, good, we are there. Good. Right, okay. It was good. Right. Pierce. Gordon, you're back the in the room. The impressions are terrible. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, you're back in the room. Was that, not happy was with the questions. Was that a minute and a half or 30 seconds? That was 30 seconds, right. Right. Okay. Oh, are, no. you, are you ready, Gordon? Yes. Your time starts now. Scotland forward Ollie Burke is currently on loan at which Spanish side? Oh, How many league goals have St Mirren scored this season? Six. Which ex-striker has today been appointed manager of Montreal Impact? Which side are currently top of Scottish League One? Wraith Rovers. From which club did Celtic sign Thomas Gravison? Uh, Real Madrid. How many times has Latan Ibrahimovic won the Champions League? Three. What is the nationality of Rangers defender Philip Hellander? Swedish. Who is the Spanish team's national all-time leading goal scorer? What a wee guess. Raul. Nope. David Villa. It is David Villa. Oh, yeah. So... The winner of tonight's no, no, pundit. No, no, you read them out. Who got them right? No, oh, right, okay, right. Stephen, have you listened to this show? Can he do the answers? What you do is the first question, and yep. then you say right or wrong. I can't believe I'm getting kept right, but Gordon DL, but here yeah. we go. Uh, one, 
Right. First question. Scotland forward Ollie Burke is currently alone at which Spanish side? Alaves is the yeah. correct answer. Got right. Have you got that right, Gordon? We were talking about it not long ago, so if you got that wrong, then. Yeah. One nil. Uh, second question. How many league goals have St Mirren scored so far this season? You said six, Gordon. And uh, I can't remember what you said. 12. Peter, did Peter say 12? I think you said 12. It was incorrect anyway, because the answer is seven. So you oh. both got that one wrong, so you're one ahead. Which ex striker has today been appointed manager of Montreal Impact? Thierry Henry. It was Thierry Henry. So yeah. Gordon got yeah. that yeah. right, yeah. but yeah. Peter didn't. So you're 2 0 up. Which side are currently top of Scottish League One? You said Wraith Rovers, Gordon. And Peter said. Are both so uh, you are <laughs> even in league one. <laughs> you, you, you are correct. You're three now up. It's looking unsaleable. Anyone wanted to play me? Answer <laughs> From which club did Celtic sign Thomas Gravison? You said Real Madrid, and so did Peter. You said Real Madrid as well. But that was the last question you got right, which means it is a four-one victory for Gordon DL tonight. Congratulations, well done. Good game, Peter. Oh, thanks very much. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. He's, he likes to believe that. I'll go through. I'll go through other questions as well. That was as far as Peter got. Uh, so, how many times has Lani Berhumberich won at the many. Champions League? Zero. He's never won I the Champions League. Which nationality is Rangers defender Philip Hellander? He is Swedish. Yes. Uh, you got that one right. And who's the Spanish national team's all-time leading goal scorer? Is David Villa. He retired. It was it today or yep. yesterday? Yesterday. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, who won last season's Scottish League Two? Last season Scottish League, oh, no, two. League 2 League 2 We didn't get to these questions uh, But no, I just was, uh, was um, I don't know Peter Head I was going to see them And <laughs> They've obviously thrown this one in for me Which Scottish side play their home games at East End Dunfermline Dunfermline Big Dunfermline man yeah. Exactly So I was going to mention them on the show It's taking till 10 past 7 But Peter Thank you very much for playing tonight Enjoy the rest of your night pal Alright Right, thank you. Cheers. Right, cheers. Hopeless, Peter. Uh, <laughs> that was a... Come, come back on next Tuesday. <laughs> a very easy victory. Uh, we will have Beat the Pundit back tomorrow night. And there's a wee prize involved as well. A spe- extra a special competition, yes. Yeah. I'll oh, tell lovely. you more about Shit it then. when uh, somebody tells me more about it. So, uh, let's get back to the football then. And we're going to have a wee chat about Partick Thistle now. And uh, they've got a couple of games on at the weekend. Ian McCall has been speaking about e- uh, Lauren Shankland. We'll get to that tomorrow with regard to Scotland but Thistle are in action in the Caramel Wafer Cup at the weekend uh, they're playing Stenhouse Muir away from home and then they've got two cup games in two weeks because then they're playing Pennycook in the Scottish Cup the week mm. after at Fur Hill so two penen- potential I should say banana skins for Thistle at the weekend and the weekend after but things are looking a wee bit brighter after their win at the weekend against Morton especially playing most of the second half with 10 men yeah they got a good result they needed that um you know, it's been up and down since he went in there. Uh, it, it takes time. Um, he's got to get his own stamp on it. But you're looking at two cup games. Uh, Stenhouse Muir away. I'm sorry. I think Partick will be far too strong for that. Pennycook the fall in the Scottish Cup. Um, I think they'll win that easily. I don't think there's any banana skins here at all. Do you not think no, so? No, but I, I know Stenhouse Muir haven't been in great no, form. You'll no. probably know more about that. That's more being in Still beat us right enough. Penny could be beat you. But there has been a few cup upsets. You know, Auchinleck went quite far, beat Air yeah. United in the Championship last season. Not fancy. I think, cup you know, I think for Ian McCall, when he's went in there, uh, you know, a tough job is it? As I think when he went to Dens Park and he scores the goals late on, uh, the Thistle fans must have thought that's a real turning point. But 
You know, then, then you go get... to the home game against our broth and you get turned over and you think, oh, honeymoon period over. And it's been a few tough weeks for them. You know, you follow that up by United away. I think they played much better on the day, still a defeat. And but getting the result on Saturday, I think that that um, speaks volumes for the character of the players. Ten men still ground out and got the result. I think it's a great opportunity having two cup games, a breakaway, and two real winnable ones. Uh, I think that's a big plus. The one they two, the fans getting bored. You're in the next round. And it's something to, to really look forward to And I think that's what the Thistle fans need After a couple of difficult seasons Well let's hear from Ian McCall himself We're coming off the back of a great result in the league But I'm very aware that we've had Two or three great results and haven't followed them up You know going to Inverness and winning Going to Dundee and winning them didn't follow up So we've got to see this as an opportunity A to get to a semi-final And B to give the, the club and the players some momentum. You must have been really encouraged by the sort of fighting spirit and the character the, the boys showed on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, I, I, coming off the back of a home record, uh, league record, uh, like we've got, I thought it was it was terrific. I thought at half-time we should have been, the game should have been out of sight, we should have been definitely two up. Um, but the, the, the spirit and the, the endeavour they showed uh, for the last half hour of the game going down to ten men was, was absolutely great. It was very nervous. I'm sure it was as nervous for the supporters as it was for, for me and Neil and Archie, but um, to get there, was it just felt like a big moment. It's just a case of trying to carry that over and make sure that that's in the minds of the boys going into this Saturday. Yes, absolutely. It's all about trying to encourage a winning mentality. And there's been a couple, as I've said, a couple of false dawns, and um, <laughs> we want to kick on and try and create a bit of momentum and in doing so get to the semi-final Final word on Thistle that championship is just a crazy league you see Queen of the South going and you know really doing a number on Dundee United beating them 4-0 but then losing to Dunfermline the next week it's, it's all a very cutthroat league isn't it? Yeah I think when Ian went in there at first people were saying well Partick Thistle got there challenging you know they, they thought he was going to make that much of an impact it is a very difficult league Uh you can um, you can go on a a run and be you know two or three undefeated and then all of a sudden lose two or three and it takes you right back down the, the pecking order. Just looking at it, watching the teams uh, from the beginning of the season, you've got to say Dundee United are the strongest there, especially when you've got a goal scorer like Shanklin who's in the Scotland squad uh, that can baggy these uh, number of goals. That wins you championships, I know, because I won it for Wraith. Yeah. You certainly did, yes, exactly. <laughs> 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 it took him right over his head. You know, <laughs> <laughs> listen, before my time, Gordon, before my time, but. What's this? I hear about you being in a sitcom. Is this is this true? I've seen a wee. Yeah, I was, I was speaking. I had a wee chat with my writer yesterday. We met up uh, at one of the posh hotels. He f- uh, flew in from Cannes in a an Uber. <laughs> <laughs> Come in, an Uber from Cannes. Uh, I tell you what, I, it's hopefully it's going to go. Stephen, I phoned him. I almost fell off my chair laughing. Yes, I had to speak to him yesterday. He says I'm just, I've just been handed my script. I thought he meant a prescription because he's getting old. I'm like, and I, I was thinking, what's up with you? He says, no, my script for the sitcom. I thought it was a joke. It's a genuine thing. He's so actually. What, is this for? Like, is it for a? Presumably a TV channel of some sort. Yeah, well, uh, that's we're in talks with all the, all Very, the big it's hush hush at the minute. Yeah, I, I've been speaking to Vinnie Jones just to see what light the area is in <laughs> LA. I'll be moving over there soon uh, once I make my my money. But 
I'm going to start probably at the end of this year. I need to get into my character, so you'll need to start calling <laughs> me by my name. What's your character's name? Legend. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever been on the telly, Mark? Have you ever been on the telly? Not even for that. When I panned to the bench, I was the one sitting the manager. You know, I, I'm so glad I'm on with you tonight, Mark, because it gives me a chance to tell this story. And I think I might have told you this before. I used to know somebody who did some translating for Celtic, right? He was, uh, he spoke Portuguese. And I think he translated for Amido Baldi and guys like that when yep. he first came across. So it, the, the club kept him on. And whenever they did sort of like, they were, um, you know, trying to punt players basically yep. he says he used to phone up just clubs and he was brought in to phone up some Portuguese clubs and uh, he says he got on the phone to Benfica and he was like hi can I speak to your sporting director please and uh, they said no problem so they put him through and the guy picked up the phone and went hello Rui Costa and he was like oh my god I'm on the phone to Rui Costa is that me you know played with AC Milan won the Champions League and all the rest of it played with Portugal hundreds of times and then he looked down and he was like oh my god now I need to try and sell Mark Wilson so this is what he was at said I'm guessing the move. I'm guessing the move. I don't think Ray Costa was cut out for that job because if he was, he would have signed a a Mark Wilson who won that team. We're talking about Ollie Burke a wee bit earlier on. He obviously went abroad to play with Germany, uh, to play in Germany, I should say. Um, Did you ever have the chance, either of these, to to go and play abroad? I played in Australia. uh, Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Melbourne. I didn't uh, know that. Yeah, I played in I played in Australia. Yeah, how long were you there for? Uh, was it an actual week at that time in Australia? <laughs> six weeks. No, what happened was uh, that's was, a layover. Gordon. No, 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 no. It took me six weeks to get there. Uh, what happened was at the end of the season, I went over to play for two months with a team called Hellas in Melbourne, and it was just at the start when the Australian football was starting out. It was mm-hmm. it was a great experience. Why did you come back? Just because they didn't want uh, a, a wee bit. Uh, Can I get the language? No, no. <laughs> I, was, I, I, was the mo- I was the most wanted man in, in Melbourne. What happened was I went to, I played the first game and it was absolutely terrible. Honestly, the standard was terrible. But uh, I sort of uh, had my money paid up front, so I just basically, <laughs> <laughs> basically had a wee holiday. It was so annoying. <laughs> 15 minutes ago for taking the money. <laughs> oh, they couldn't find me. It was in the papers and everything. DL, DL disappears. Oh, brilliant. Oh, God. I didn't know that. Australian. Ah, yeah, over there. You go. Oh, I, I can see you in the jungle. Oh, Aye, next year's jungle. I'm this guy's got experience well, in depends, Australian football. Depends how yeah, my man. sitcom goes. <laughs> <laughs> the legend in the jungle. What about Brilliant. you, Mark? Did you ever have the chance to go? And play uh, like I had a few chances actually at the tail end of my career. I went to the club that Kyle Lafferty is at just now, Sarpsborg 08. Okay. And uh, I got asked to go over there and uh, have a look. And <laughs> I was struggling with my knee at that time. Yeah. Little did I know I went AstroTurf pitch, trained in AstroTurf, played in AstroTurf. And I thought, this is no point in me doing this. So. Yeah. Came back home So A uh, few shouts to go to America One to India Imagine me going to India See that, With that, this, this skin <laughs> How burnt I would be Is it Was it the Indian Super League thing? Ah, something like that There was guys ah. like You know David James went over and they I had, wasn't at that level They nah. were paying the guys A lot of money They, were, they weren't paying me you that were Trust me Steve You were filler I was, uh, I was just a 
Did you, did you ever sort of regret not moving abroad maybe earlier on in your career? Because, you know, you said it was, it was more of the, the end of your mm. career, but it seems to be a Scottish thing that not many players want to go and experience other cultures and play in different leagues. I was, well, like I went from, you know, school, Dundee United straight to Celtic. There was no need for me to do that, so I was happy where I was. I can understand why boys do it. I think it, it teaches you a different side of the game, but... For me, I was playing where I wanted to play, so I don't regret it, no. Yeah, fair enough. Right, we will get a teaser on before the end of the show. Oh. It's a good one tonight, so stick around for that. But We'll we... be able to cheat, because yeah. you'll not know the rules. Oh. Gordon allows us to Google I do not believe that for a second Be the pun that you go first We'll get him here I'll be so happy when Hugh Evans is on tomorrow night Honestly Clyde One's Cash for Kids Mission Christmas In partnership with Wholesale Domestic Bathrooms Hillington Proud to support Cash for Kids Okay so we are back again this year with Cash for Kids Mission Christmas is coming up to that time of year where you know you're obviously making plans with pals and family and all the rest. There it should be a time for celebration, but unfortunately for thousands of children across Glasgow and the West, that is just another day. So we want to make Christmas Day a different day for these kids this year. Different means having the money in the meter, a hot meal, and maybe a small gift as well. You can make this happen by supporting Clyde One's Cash for Kids Mission Christmas this year. And to hear exactly what your money makes a difference too, here's a car. Karen McFadden from Inverclyde's Women's Aid. We actually have a family who are living with us and we're quite a large family and mum has talking about Santa and her wee children from nursery age and she's actually tried to say to them that it'd be nice this year to share toys. The Santa might not be able to deliver a toy for every one of them and the children's faces, the sadness in their face when she says but they're just not having that. And that's Karen from Inverclyde Women's Aid there. So they do fantastic work and you can really help out this year. You can fundraise on your own and you can get a pack. It can be downloaded at Clyde1.com and we can't always make it a magical day, but with your help, we can make a different day for thousands of kids across Glasgow in the West. So it's Cash for Kids Mission Christmas with Wholesale Domestic Bathrooms, Hillington and WholesaleDomestic.com and Clyde One. Please do get involved in that. Please get involved with the teaser next as well. We'll get that on and we'll be chatting about who will be taking over at Easter Road at Hibs as well. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors. The compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined. Talk to thompsons.com. We are hurtling towards the end of the show. It's Stephen Mill in for Gordon Duncan. Joining me in the studio tonight, I've got Mark Wilson and Gordon DL. It's time for the teaser Oof. for tonight. Okay, and it's a belter, so you want to write this one down. Name the eight ex-old firm players and or managers that were included in the squads for the Scottish Cup final of 1987 between what? St Mirren and Dundee United. Oh, I don't know, minute. So I'll repeat, I'll repeat that again. So if you're listening as well, yeah. get involved at Clyde SSB. Have you made this up yourself? Or is no. this for somebody else? <laughs> you've, you've got producer Dan to blame for this one. So name the eight... Name the eight ex-old firm players and or managers that were included in the squads for the Scottish Cup final of 1987 between St Mirren Ferguson. and Dundee United. Scored the winner, didn't he? Yep. That's got yeah. to be one. Uh, you're, allow- you're allowed to you're say allowed to yes. give the answer, yeah. Yeah, you're allowed to say yes. Well Is done, a correct Gordon. answer. Well Paul done. Lambert. Paul Lambert, yeah. Is a correct answer. Wait, wait. Done. You're looking at him for, you don't get the answers there. Yeah. <laughs> I've got the answers here, but you're not seeing them. Hold on a minute. Exo Farum, uh, St. Murn, who played with St. Murn? Uh, Frank McGarvey played then. 
Frank, Frank McGarvey played it? No, it's Frank McGarvey. Is he on that list? It's also a correct answer. Oh, it was a great shout. Three to kick off with, so we'll, we'll hold it there just now. So I'll repeat great the question one, one more time. And thanks to Jim, by the way. It was Jim who sent it in. You've got him to blame for this one. So, no, it was John, sorry. Name Jim the who? eight John X. Who? old firm players and or managers that were included in the squads for the Scottish Cup final of 1987 between St Mirren and Dundee United so we've got three already Ian Ferguson Paul Lambert and Frank McGarvey so those are the three that we've got so far if you want to get involved it's at Clyde SSB and uh, have you had a brainwave Mark Wilson? Now hold on just to clarify that managers of the teams at that time no? No no they could have played like Paul Oh, no, the, so, so for example Paul Lambert played in that final ah, But then You know yeah. Went on to play for, for Celtic, Celtic. Mm-hmm. So he counts Yeah okay. Or yet, the, the, could the manage Rangers or Celtic I've just actually realised Right so I'm just thinking the wrong? managers No There was two Ian Ferguson's playing that day That's uh, right The uh, blonde haired boy Dundee yeah. United was so, Rangers. Yeah. Actually Is that two then? That's four you've got so yes. far So we'll leave it there And you can get involved at Clyde SSB Some breaking news Ish <clears throat> We are getting reports that Jack Ross has been appointed Hibs manager or is very close to being announced as Hibs manager. Initial reaction to that? Good appointment for Hibs, Mark Wilson? For me, I think it is. Um, I understand people will go well, he failed at Sunderland. Uh, we have a big budget, so how can that be a good appointment? But listen, sometimes things don't work out. When you, you look at his record at Sunderland, the amount of games he actually lost wasn't that many. Um <clears throat> I was at a coaching uh, a coaching thing on Sunday and Jack Ross was speaking at it for the SFA and he was uh, he was great and a lot of experienced managers sitting in the audience and Jack's in front of him and I think he impressed almost everybody with the detail he went into how he structures his weeks his months as a manager what he does to prepare and I'm looking at it going, it'll not be long before that guy gets a job. And I know the Hibs and Hearts jobs were up and he was heavily touted, but it just seemed that he was destined to take one of them. And with his experience at Hearts and, and how he probably left, Hibs looked to be favourites to get that. So when John Kennedy ruled himself out, I thought there was only one guy in the picture. So I think Hibs have got a very, very good manager. Players I've spoke to who's worked under him, says he's a very good man manager, says his training's very good, it's inventive. Uh, it doesn't just put on a session for the sake it's always geared towards the game and I think that's what Hibs need at this minute they've got good players and it doesn't quite work for Heckenbottom but they've got a good manager to come in and take them forward now Yeah I wish uh, Jack all the very best Um, lovely guy Jack Uh, as Mark said didn't work out Sunderland he fits what Hibs have probably been looking for the younger type coming in with modern ideas the only thing I will say is never managed in the top level at Scotland, mm-hmm. um, and that'll be a big, big task for him. Uh, terrific job at Allow and St. Man. Uh, down to Sunderland, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Um, unfortunately for Jack, he's back up the road, and Hibs have seen a bit of potential there. And uh, obviously, with John Kennedy ruling himself out because he was hot favourite to take it, uh, if, if he wanted it, and I said in the show. On Tuesday night That there was absolutely No chance in this world John Kennedy would go to Hibs So it was tailor made For Jack Ross And I wish him All the very best In his new job 
John Kennedy did rule himself out. We should actually stress at this point, it hasn't been confirmed, but there's lots of reports, <clears throat> lots of media outlets reporting out that Jack Ross will be the new Hibs manager. John Kennedy, is he someone you see as stepping into a management role? He's been Celtic uh, first-team coach assistant yeah. for quite some time now. Yeah, I think so. I think some some assistants and some first-team coaches like to stay assistants and first-team coaches. That's the role they see themselves throughout their career. I've I've always seen John Kennedy as one that would be a manager who's learning his trade but will one day become a manager. He's got very good experience. He's worked with some some good managers now. He's worked with, you know, different managers if you like. Going back to Ronnie Dyla, then obviously Brendan Rogers, a different style, and he would have picked up a lot, even from Ronnie Dyla. I guess mm-hmm. he would have picked up a lot. He would have seen a lot of wrong things that Ronnie Dyla would have done, as well as some right things. Brendan Rogers the huge success that comes with that and Neil Lennon a totally different side so he's got lots of experience on European stage also so I think he'll he'll see the task out at Celtic I would be surprised um, if he jumped ship too soon but one day definitely John Kennedy will be a manager and he's got the the luxury to actually pick his club he doesn't need to jump to a Hibs if he doesn't feel the structure's right and that's the beauty of being somewhere where he's comfortable at this moment Do you think that was the only decision for John Kennedy to make whether he does step out on his own or does he want to be part of a potential nine in a row I I would have been amazed I went 0% on Tuesday right I was here to be shot down I would have been amazed if John Kennedy had left Celtic at this moment in time Um, whether he wants to be a manager in the future I don't know I I can't answer that for him because only John Kennedy uh, will know that one. I see John Kennedy probably Celtic for a long, long time. Now, there's question marks. Would Celtic employ a manager, you know, promote from the the, the coaching staff into management and he's never had an experience of being a manager um, with John Kennedy? I actually see John Kennedy going above that. I think his role in the future may be above that. You know, whether it's a sporting director. But why would they not promote him to, no, to no, manager? No, because no, it did with Neil Lennon, Lennon, of course. Yeah, huh? but, but I'm just asking the question would they, would they look at that step for him rather than John Kennedy having to go out there and earn his stripes? I, I just think it would have been an absolutely crazy decision just now. And I'm not being disrespectful to Hibbs. You're in the position that John Kennedy's in. Uh, doing a terrific job with Neil Lennon, you know, the success that they've had and he's had under Brendan Rodgers, the education that he keeps getting day in, day out, a club the size of Celtic. I had had every confidence he would never have left. It's a comfortable, I guess it's a sort of comfortable decision to make as well because you you do go out on your own. You don't know how long you're going to last as a manager. It might be, you know, maybe a month, maybe six months. You've seen with Paul Heckenbottom just there. He's Mm. only lasted sort of seven months at Hibs or whatever it is. So it would have been a massive risk to leave Celtic at this stage. Yeah, it would be because the the lifespan of managers now is, what is it, is it down to a year or something like that? They they get in the job. Well, how long do you think you'll get? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I could bring that average right down <laughs> No but um, I mean it, it used to be Craig Levine was chatting at the weekend Says uh, when he got into the game It was something like three years Two and a half years, three years you got That was the average lifespan of a manager Now it's down between nine months and a year That they're getting So you have to be sure If you're stepping out a, a role that John Kennedy's in And going out on your own You have to be totally sure That everything's right And Hibs just now as good a club as it is, they've certainly got their issues. So 
I'm with us It just wouldn't have made sense For John to go what, what, But what, he will be a manager What in I will my say opinion. about John Kennedy I don't think you could say Well He's sitting in a comfortable position He's sitting in a position that he's earned He's worked very hard for He's a massive uh, part of Celtic's backroom staff uh, So I don't think it was a case of Well I've got a comfy number here I think John's a very deep thinker of the game Very good thinker of the game And I think he'll know when it's like Brendan Rodgers there, right? I was astonished when he left for Leicester. But he even comes out and says, it's all about timing. For me, only my personal opinion, that timing for John Kennedy wasn't right now. Mm-hmm. I said, remember on the show, actually, when you're saying about comfy position, when Ronnie Dial and things weren't going well and it looked like Aberdeen were, we had calls in the show and you think an assistant gets away with it or a first-team coach gets away scot-free and it's a manager. But people were phoning this show Saying what's John Kennedy doing He's a defensive coach Why was shipping goals And he shouldn't be He should go as well And so he's had to go through A hard time You know With that And he's He's built He's uh, he, He's built <laughs> You get an answer there Yeah and <laughs> Keep talking I'm doing yeah. <laughs> No he, he's built his knowledge Of the game under different managers But he's had to take his fair share Of abuse when it's not went Well for Celtic And that'll hold him good stead But I think With Daz I think Promotion within might be the one for John Kennedy rather than him going elsewhere to find a manager's job. Another wee bit of news tonight as well. Queen's Park are voting on whether they are going to retain their amateur status, obviously famously 152 mm-hmm. years as an amateur side, or they're going to go professional. Is it any coincidence that they beat your team Mark 5-2 on Saturday? And they <laughs> no, thought, well, no we, could, we could actually have a go at this, actually. <laughs> no, 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 so we could go no, professional no, now. No, I went the other way. They actually thought, I think we'll stay amateurs. <laughs> 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 I'm not it. laughing at that I'm not laughing no. <laughs> nah, I'm joking I'm nah, joking You had a game on Tuesday night as well there Tuesday aye aye yeah, We're going for a record 5-2 defeats How yeah. many 5-2 defeats we can get in a row So we had one Saturday One on Tuesday So no great, but hey, can only get better, Stephen. Exactly. Once you get once you get the the cash mm-hmm. to spend in January, Mark, that's mm-hmm. what it's all. And about, they go to Cove the weekend. It can always get better. Yeah, I mean, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> can always try a positive spin and things there. Aye, aye. So the teaser: name the eight ex-old fun players and/or managers that were included in the squads for the Scottish Cup final of 1987 between St Mirren and Dundee United. St Mirren obviously winning that one. You've already got both Ian Ferguson's. Mm. Paul Lambert and Frank McGarvey Gordon DL You have an answer Yeah David Kirkwood Is it David Kirkwood? David Kirkwood No Billy, uh, Kirkwood. Billy Kirkwood Billy Kirkwood That's Is an right. incorrect answer Okay then What about Billy Thompson St Mun goalkeeper Was it Campbell Money? I can't remember Is a correct answer what, what, well, Oh well Billy Thompson, Thompson. Billy here's, Thompson. A, here's one for you right This might be the one That uh, uh, people think Dundee United's goalkeeper Would that have been Hamish McAlpine Because I think he went to Celtic For about one game or something Hamish McAlpine What? Celtic? Not a correct answer But he did go to Celtic As a sort of Do you remember yeah, that? I, I, well, it was before my time But yeah I, I do I do recall So how that, is yeah. he not an answer then? Because he's He wasn't he was old a firm player Yeah he's, he's not an answer He's not on, He's not on my sheet Well stick him on mm. <laughs> well, well, Big was Big dunk No too early. Too, too early, early was it? Too early. You've got Waller, Waller wasn't he playing at that time. No, nope. no. Nope. Um, <laughs> you, you've, you've got three answers to get, and three? I've the two players, uh, two players who have yeah, two you've players heard who of? I've heard of. I've not heard of the other guy. So, you know, they're fairly well known. They've kicked around Scottish football for the past, you know, 15, 20 years in management and stuff. So, if you've got any answers, Billy Stark. 
is not a correct answer. <laughs> at Clyde SSB. <laughs> so confident as well. At Clyde SSB. <laughs> if you want to tweet us with your answer, so it's the eight ex Old Firm players and or managers that were included in the squads for the Scottish Cup final of 1987 between St Mirren and Dundee United. Right. If you want to give us a call about anything tonight, and I think there's probably apart from tax. <laughs> no, you can give us a call on anything. The lines are now open. 0141-951-1025. We will take your calls next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors the league leader for compensation talk to thompsons.com Okay, we are into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. It's Stephen Mill in for Gordon Duncan. He's away on his holidays and I've been trying to maintain these two, Mark Wilson and Gordon DL all night. Gordon DL Cron because he's had a victorious beat the pundit night. So it was a convincing victory for you. Well, it's my 20th victory this season. Is it really? Yeah, 21s, uh, three losses, no draws. And you've been doing no and, and, and let me say, Sorry. out of the 21s, I've always gone second. <laughs> <laughs> very good, very good. Right, okay. Uh, you've been doing not bad on the teaser as well. Mm-hmm. So it was name the eight ex old fun players and/or managers that were included in the squads for the Scottish Cup final of 1987 between St Mirren and Dundee United. So you already have Billy Thompson, both Ian Ferguson's, Paul Lambert, and Frank McGarvey. Do you have another answer? He does this every week. He celebrates like he has. No, no, I have. Right, I have because. I was thinking formations four four two. Who played up front at Dundee United with Paul Sturrock and it must be that man at signed by Rangers that Mark Wilson's a double of David Dodds. David Dodds. <laughs> is it's a double. It's, <laughs> it's not the right answer. <laughs> So, let, thanks for annihilating me in the process again. Another answer. Anyway. By the way, uh, <laughs> Eddie, Brian, Blair have all been in touch. You've all got some right answers. I don't think everyone has got them all at this stage. David, so, 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 no, let me tell you who they played for. So you're missing right. three. Right. Right. One of them played with St Mirren, right. and the other two played oh, with Dundee no. United. And Gordon, you played with one of them. Oh, you played with one of them. For quite for a number of years, <laughs> it must have been at Rangers. Come on, and just to clarify, you mentioned Hamish McAlpine earlier on. Yeah. He was playing with Rafe Rovers at the time. Oh, yeah. And Who was playing, that playing with that time? You were playing with Rafe Rovers <laughs> at the time. <laughs> <laughs> so that's really hard. I played well at Dundee United. Uh, Dundee United St. Man. Dundee United St. Man. McAvenny, no one. It's not no. McAvenny. Some other wrong answers. It's not Kevin Gallagher. It's not Morris Malpass. It's not Campbell Money. Oh, so you've got three. You've got oh, I've got a cracker. It's no who I'm thinking of right enough. Uh, Peter Head Manager Jim McAnally is a correct oh, answer. Well done. Shit. Lots of people well saying done. that on at Clyde SSB. And uh, by the way, if you want yes. to give us a call before the end of the show, you can do yes, so. Yes, it's zero one four one nine five one one zero two five. Right, you've got two to get. Two to get. Come on, lads. Surely we can get one this St. Right. Mirren, one United. One St. Mirren, one United, and uh, yeah, one of them. Uh, Gordon, you played with for a number of years as well. So a number of years you played with this guy. Number of years. Yeah. Come on. Thank you all your good teammates that you loved. <laughs> this is like... <laughs> oh, many. 
you know when you this is so frustrating because I've got the answers in front of me and you know it's, ah, it's, it's easy when you've got the answers in yeah, front of you yeah it's easy when you've got the answers so uh, yeah one to get uh, sorry two to get one from St Mirren and one from Dundee United so what a random question though I mean seven cup final John who signed it in yeah so thank you very much John there'll be another teaser tomorrow night I've already seen that one and it's a belter it's a Scotland related one so it's a good one he'll never get it he always struggles yeah so the eight ex old fun players and or managers that were included in the squads for the Scottish Cup final of 1987 between St Mirren and Dundee United it has been a very big day of news we were all waking up this morning to the Rangers tax case news we were taking lots of calls earlier on if you do want to give us a ring before the end of the show that you can do so it's 01419511025 um, just to just to go back I know we've we've covered it in some detail at the start of the show um, but it's it seems like all this stuff was was had gone away and now it's just all blown blown up again hasn't it well six years um you know, Daz has mentioned it so many times That he was here when it kicked off And they must have been glad to see the back of it But this opens up, you know, a fresh can of worms Lots of questions to be answered And I'm sure, you know, we're, we're saying I wonder what Rangers are going to put out I'm sure they're constructing something to put out But they're probably scratching their heads themselves You know, the the, the ex-owners the, the new guys that are in You know, and what best way to take this forward But there's no doubt about it. If you're a Rangers fan, you're sitting there with, you know, almost anger in you, thinking that you travel throughout the leagues. You know, the the shambles the club was in, the players that, I've seen a few tweets, up, jokingly, that, that supporters saying, I had to watch this player or I had to watch that player for so many years. A lot years. of about Ian Black. There's a lot of Ian Black. Well, I mean, but the Rangers fans were were used to seeing a certain calibre of player and then they had to go right back to square one and that'll anger a lot of people um, so a lot of questions to be answered but it'll keep rumbling on and it'll keep rumbling on and we can only chat about it in more depth when Rangers release something as I say I don't think HMRC will release yeah. it and so it's it's down to Rangers We did hear from uh, One of the guys Who was involved on BDO Who was the who were the liquidators A wee bit earlier on Andrew McLean uh, Chatted to him If you want to check that out It's on At Clyde SSB It's on our feed there And on Radio Clyde News as well If you want to go and check that out What he had to say um, He's obviously far more qualified Than we are To chat about stuff like this But You touched on it earlier on Gordon You said You know It's the it's the people who lost jobs mm-hmm. Which You know May not have happened in this case Yeah And, and, and companies that weren't paid as well you've got to take that into consideration there was a lot of people that suffered uh, through those times Um, you know just listen to John Cairns uh, earlier in the programme from BDO um, actually mentioning he's better equipped than us even to say that maybe there could have been the fact that you know with a debt of 20 million uh, probably interests a lot more buyers than you know another 50 million put on top of it so I think we've just got to take a deep breath and go back to sit down and be patient and see what the club actually comes out, what their stance on it, how they're going to take it forward and what they're going to say about it. Let's go to lines then and speak to Ronnie, who's a Rangers fan from Newlands. Welcome along to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. What's your point, Ronnie? Well, it's just part of the, the tax case against Rangers, as well as my sympathy for them that lost a job my brother and I had bought debenture seats 10 years ago because my grandfather was a great Rangers fan and we wanted these seats for our sons and grandsons in perpetuity. We lost all our money in the seats because of this. 
We also lost money in shares because of this. And it's a very bad day when the revenue can't count. And what we have suffered as a club going through all these divisions and loss of reputation and all the things that have been said about Rangers and their fans, an absolute disgrace. I don't think I've been as angry about anything in years as this announcement this afternoon. And some heads have got to roll for this. Well, it's... It's who's going to take responsibility for it. That's that's the thing. I, I get well, what you're saying, Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, like I think a lot of people would agree with you, but I've yet to see anyone in any tax case or even in personal life of HMRC get it wrong, holding their hands up and and having a go at their company. It just it's doesn't happen. Important um, to the west of Scotland's economy and in fact yeah, the Scottish yeah. economy. If they were as, as unsure as they clearly have proven to be now, no action should have been taken. We should have been kept in the top division, and until such times it was beyond all reasonable doubt should Rangers have been put through this. The fact that we've had to suffer all this for years, and then it's turned round. The, the guy, the Tennessee, the, the guy in America who wanted to buy the club, and if you look back a bit, Donald Trump was also interested in buying the club, currently the President of the United States. That's how important Rangers are. And they didn't want to buy it because it was a thought that the $50 million was not necessarily the total cost involved. Yeah. Everybody was put off by the fact that there were also suggestions that it could be at least £50 million. And all of a sudden, this is completely taken over and it's now back to zero. The £50 million is now written off and there'll probably be interest payments paid back as well because it was wrong. Well, listen, Ronnie, thank you very much for your call. And uh, if uh, stuff wanted to go take to another level, we would get Donald Trump involved. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, Whatever you want, Donald Trump, the, that, the owner that would of your take club. it to another mm. level. So, listen, thank you very much for all your calls tonight. And thank you very much, Ronnie, uh, for giving us your chat there. And we need to round off the teaser for tonight so Gordon DL before we go do you have any other answers for me it was, I'll repeat the question one more time yeah. the eight ex-old fun players and or managers that were included in the squads for the Scottish Cup final of 1987 between St Mirren and Dundee United uh, I, I know one I th- I, it's Frank McGarvey one you've said you've Frank McGarvey said Frank McGarvey oh, well, yeah. right. Kenny McDowell that's his old teammate Kenny McDowell is the correct answer was manager yeah. I didn't play him Kenny McDowell I know you didn't the other one you played <gasps> oh. with oh Oh, no, I thought it was McDowell the man he played with. No. no, it's not Kenny McDowell. He played with Dundee United. Right, come on, Rangers. You played with him at Rangers. When did you play with Rangers, Gordon? You said seventy nine to eighty three. Yeah, so right. he played with Rangers between nineteen eighty eight and nineteen eighty five. Made 172 appearances, so he was a regular. Oh, he, he must have been decent. Then mm. went on to Dundee United. Played over a hundred times for United. Won the cup oh, really? there as well. Yep. 101 times he, what? he won the cup He was a midfielder Oh oh! Put the tune on Right <laughs> Let's get out of here <laughs> I'll tell you what if I've, you got, know. I've got this wrong Then I'll take you for anything you want right. Real tonight what, what won the cup? Yeah mean? I've got it Go for it right now I've got it Go for it Put the tune on He wants the tune <laughs> I want the tune Take the tune off <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who it's it is It's hosting the show Ian Redford Is unfortunately The correct oh, answer Well done to Gordon Dale 
Thank you very much for having me on it, Stephen Mill, in for Gordon Duncan. Thank you very much as well to Mark Wilson and the on-form Gordon DL as well. We'll be back tomorrow night. You can check out the podcast as well and much more at Clyde SSB. But for night, eh, for tonight, I should say, have a good one and we'll be back tomorrow from six. Solicitors, the form team for compensation for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompsons.com.